Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 281 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Lane Schaefer. Thanks, Lane. Thank you, Lane. Thanks, Lane. Today we will be discussing part three of chapter 27 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. The lightning struck tower. So make sure that you've read that chapter and nothing's okay. I hate everything. This sucks. Your way through the details. Uh, I think I said this in the original recording. For those of you who don't know, we started this and then Megan and Katie's internet said, no, thank you. And we couldn't record this episode. So here's what I said last time. Lane. I hope you're happy with yourself for sponsoring this episode. (laughs) So thanks. (laughs) Let's go to Meg's Mouse Tales for Weekly Profit. Um, So I'm very excited about this because it is probably my favorite version of the books that I own. And that is the Mina Lima versions. And they have announced... Prisoner of Azkaban. Which is really tough because the illustrated editions are also like mm-hmm. absolutely jaw dropping gorgeous. Yeah. There's just something about Mina Lima. It's just like they have this specific style and it is just yeah. very um Harry Potter, you know? I mean it's, that yes. they yes. created so many pieces in the world that like you might not even realize. So like to have that um, that artistic style translated into a version of the book to like have and hold mm-hmm. is so cool to have mm-hmm. and to hold. Um, it's like a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited. You can pre-order it for sure now on Mina Lima's website, and if you order it through them, it is autographed, which is pretty cool. Um, mm. However, I do believe that shipping is kind of expensive to the U.S. So what I do suggest is utilizing bookshop.org to support a local bookshop and pre-order it that way instead of Amazon. But if Amazon is the convenient thing for you and that is what you need in your life, then go ahead and pre-order it on Amazon as well. But um, yeah, I just have recently discovered bookshop.org, so I'm just shouting them out because I think it's really cool. You can literally like mm-hmm. pick the closest indie bookshop to you um, so that you can support a local bookshop while still like pre-ordering something online because sometimes that's just easier for people. But yeah. then like those proceeds literally go to that store, which is really cool. So you're supporting indie bookshops. It's amazing. Yeah, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Mina Lima Prisoner officially coming out in October. The best month ever. I'll be interested to see how, like, the biggins get done by them and, like, how long. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, Katie? It's for a later time in the episode. 
What? That sounds maybe daunting. It's it's not appropriate. It'll have to be after the episode. Oh, okay. oh my god, are you gonna forget though? Now my anxiety's through the roof. I won't. I'll keep the tab. <laughs> god. Oh my gosh. On that note, make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, they may too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your support. She's really And um, as always, our <laughs> weekly reminder to you that we are accepting Potter stories. Yes. Or if you just want to send us any fun things, questions, or concerns, you can um, always submit those to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. I like that you're just mm-hmm. making sure people are paying attention. Yeah. You know, change it up. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't want any fancy feast gooey cat food situations where people don't pay attention you know needy bits needy bits <laughs> i was thinking about that the other day and i like shut up go. Just I, we go. <laughs> and like i i am full like full stop admitting i absolutely wasn't paying attention which is, which is not okay okay but the more i think about it uh-huh it can make sense <laughs> Because you're talking about something <laughs> ooey gooey and meaty bits, which is like a thousand percent cat food. So, like, why can't you call it the cat food part of the episode or the cat food part of the book? It's just like quirky and fun. Meg. I'm serious. You sounded like Britney Spears. <laughs> it's just like Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you watch his Super Bowl one? Yeah. The Diet oh Coke God. one that he just did, though. Adult, him. yeah, yeah, oh, adult man. TikToker. Please don't. It's yeah. not. He has language and things. Yeah. Um, but Brettany Spears, he makes me cackle, laugh. Like I, I'm in love with him. Yeah, totally. But not for kids. Do not look up that person, children. It's not for you. Do not. It's not for you. But you can look um, up Britney Spears, and enjoy her music. <laughs> I do love me some Brit. <laughs> All right. Kate. Tiffany. Break me up a piece of that recap. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Bring me up a piece of that fancy piece. <sighs> okay. Last time. But also like. No, sort of- this isn't the last time. Your last time of summarizing this chapter will be next episode. Just saying. I'm just saying the last time we spoke. God. (laughs) In a mood. I love you. I love you you too, fancy feet. I'm just saying. I'm still. I wasn't paying attention. I'm I'm going to use that. I'm going to use it. Okay. Go ahead. Everyday life that with some randos. Let's see. You know, we're just getting to the <laughs> pate of the conversation. <laughs> oh, 
That would have made more sense than cat food. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. She can't breathe. Breathe. Do you need your inhaler? <laughs> oh, no, I'm good. Nerd oh, alert. Man. Yeah. So good. I'm funny. Anyway, here's the third piece of this recap. Not sure. the last ever, but the third piece. Second. No, third. This is the last part of the chapter. I know, She's but you're out of recapping breath. the last episode. Oh my god, you're right. Anyway, so. That's all I was saying. Okay. That's all Do you I was know saying. that this could have just, we could have just started. Yeah. <laughs> we could have done <laughs> so <Tiffany>. much. <laughs> we could have. Would you say that these meaty beats are... Are shredded. <laughs> They're we'll shredded because it's about to shred our heart to pieces. So go on. <laughs> Meaty beats. Meaty beats. Oh my god. What am I doing? Okay. So Wait, what's Dumbledore the band is... from Doug? What? What? Didn't they talk about beats? The band from Doug? Doug Funny? Oh my god. Yeah, they're called. Oh no, is that Killer Tofu? Wait, what? <laughs> no, the beats. They're called the beats. Is it the beat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killer tofu? What's that? Song? Did I make that? I didn't make that up. That's real, right? Okay, they sing about tofu. I'm fine. We should just Harry Potter. <laughs> so about that recap. Yeah. <laughs> For Dumbledore's own sake. And Harry's. And ours as the reader, Dumbledore helps us fill in the gaps of Draco's story and how he brought the deceased snackers into Hogwarts. <laughs> Dumbledore is clearly struggling. We believe even without what will is going to happen, he is dying in this moment anyway. Oh God. Um, he's still trying to convince Draco that he's not a killer. And he tells him that he has a place and protection if he chooses to be on the right side. How's that for some sobering conversation? God, you just brought mm. it way down. I know. <laughs> You're like the DJ in the middle of like some really great dance songs. And then they're like, let's slow it down. And then the whole <laughs> mood is ruined. It's DJ like the wrong killer. time. Waka waka. <laughs> waka waka. Waka waka waka. Are we the Muppets now? Could be what anything you want, baby. What sound should I have made? I don't know. I don't know. What's the? How do you make a record scratching sound? I can't think of it right now. Wiggity wiggity. All I think is Anyway. Give me a. Give me your short, not so sweet summary. I would love to say that this was thoughtful but this is megan's way of not doing work (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) what she's like oh he's dying (laughs) 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 oh my 
my god this, we have to be like this for this episode this is just it's just meant to be okay so my summary is friend, and i want to let you know i worked so hard to get these words right and i made sure every word count every word counted it took me about 30 minutes to figure out how to say this summary okay <laughs> it finally happens friends it's here i'm so sorry and scene <laughs> guys he dies no, he's he dead what <laughs> uh i have to end this episode with yzma <laughs> <laughs> Can we put her little clip in? Yes. <laughs> Back oh, Isma. All right. Well, I guess I do have to like be a little bit serious when I'm reading about this because we have to. Um. So let's just take it down a notch. <laughs> I can't see my contacts are blurry. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So Malfoy is staring at Dumbledore and he tells him um, that he got this far and that the Death Eaters, Lord V, all the all the dark peeps thought that he would die in his attempt. But he's here actually with a real opportunity to complete this task. Um, And he's like telling Dumbledore, like, you're in my power. I'm the captain now. But oh, nay, nay. That's not true. And Dumbledore quietly corrects him. And he's like, no, it's actually at my mercy. And that's what matters now. But like. Is that true? Because <laughs> he's like on his way out. Can he do wandless magic? Um, I would think so. Dumbledore? For sure. Do you think the Elder Wand just kind of like enhanced his magic? I know that he's absolutely super powerful, but yeah, um, just thinking. I think that's accurate. Blake says so you fake it till you make it. <laughs> Wait, what? Blake said fake it till you make it. Oh, yeah, true. But honestly, like maybe he is like faking this line and telling him this because he's trying to like get him to stop what he's doing and make the right decision. Um. So his Draco's wand hand is still trembling and he's just staring at him. He's not talking. And we've talked about this a number of times in past episodes. The fact that Harry can't move. His eyes are open. Can you imagine if this no. spell was put on him? No, no, no. Wait, let me finish. If this spell was put on him, but he was like mid blink and his eyes were closed. <laughs> all the time. Oh, no. If he's like in the middle of a sneeze. I mean, but honestly, you'll be like, wait, what's going on? Like, what horrible timing. Uh, Truly, truly. It's like when your mom read Spaceship Earth and she was mid-yawn. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, at Epcot, we were writing Spaceship Earth and it takes your photo at the beginning and my mom was yawning. So then the How are you going to yawn? The whole story that they tell at the end, her picture is her in the middle of a yawn. That's amazing. Oh, my God. She's like... On her little bike and her face <laughs> and she's yacht. <laughs> I need a picture of that if you have it handy. Kate, um, I think not- you got one, didn't you? From how you didn't you, like, get a video look. of it. I'll have to look. Yeah. Look it up for me, please. I need that. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Um, so Harry's eyes are open. He's not really missing anything. Does this hurt your eyes, by the way? Because we need to blink. I would yeah, think. Really, is it like stinging? Or his eye? Are they watering? Are they like super dry? I just, you know, thoughts. Because my contacts are bothering me right now, and I just really want to know. <laughs> Does it feel like I, this? I feel like it has to not be comfortable. Right. So <laughs> we worked all the way around to get to me saying. Harry believes that he sees Malfoy's wand drop like a fraction, mm-hmm, a small yeah. fraction. And I don't think he made this up. I believe that that probably happened. Malfoy, in my opinion, was 100% going to be talked down by Dumbledore if the time was readily available. Um, if he had <clears throat> had like five more minutes and Snape had gotten there and no one else then yeah yeah it would have been very different yeah um and so at that moment there were footsteps running up the stairs and a second later Malfoy is moved out of the way roughly by four people in black robes and they burst through the door So Harry's still paralyzed and his eyes are just staring, unable to blink, unable to look away. And there's now Death Eaters there. And it appears that they have won the fight below against the members of the Order, which the first time reading this, I remember being like terrified that somebody was going to die. Like somebody dies. Like somebody had already at this point. But like somebody from the Order. Right. Yeah. Especially when they talk about walking over somebody's body yeah i'm not gonna lie i full-on thought that this was gonna be the book where we were potentially gonna lose one of the trio yeah yeah i remember it would have been easy that i thought that ron was gonna die i remember i remember thinking that whenever i read this book the first time and then this scene happened and I was in the, the body and I was like, oh, my God, it's Ron. It's Ron. Oh, my God, Ron. Like, I was so mm-hmm. convinced that he yeah. was Dunzo. 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 <laughs> um, yes, I would agree. And I think I remember reading this, like, epically fast. You know oh, where you, yes. like, like how you missed uh, Ron and Hermione kissing uh-huh. in Deathly Hallows? Uh-huh. Like, I uh-huh. feel uh-huh. like um, I, like was speed reading this part Mm -hmm. and do you ever get to like the bottom of a paragraph and be like wait and you have to like go all the way back up Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like how do we get to from a to b so i feel like i did that with this section of the book and i also remember core memory being freaking pumped to see after harry goes down the steps and dumbledore's dead but i remember being pumped to see the battle that was happening never happened in the movie oh yeah of course they had to take too much time putting the fake burrow scene in she's not wrong but truly like i remember being like i was so excited to see like the battle and and then i remember being the movie theater being like what happened right (laughs) none of this i wonder if they ever filmed anything this book to movie comparison episode that we'll do at the end of this book is gonna be interesting i feel like But it's so weird because we all like it. I do. We all like this movie. I do. But like breaking it down like we have, I I guess I 
forgot how many differences there were. Like you just so forget many. when you're so saturated with the movies and you're just kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like it. Yeah, but then great. <laughs> now whenever you're doing like this type of breakdown, you're like, oh man, why? You know, I feel like Dan Radcliffe really hit his stride in this movie. Yes. I mean, he was always great as Harry, like always great. Like one and two are adorable, but I feel like he did it really well. Um, and this, I feel like he was so comfortable while he was filming this movie. You know, it just, I don't know. I get that from him. All yeah. right. I do think that he like was going through some struggles though. He was. During Half-Blood He Prince. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Deathly Hallows, I think. It was like both. I feel like maybe they all struggled. I we think just that take they, care of people. We I just think care they of everyone. struggled a lot more than we thought that they did. Especially well, I think like, Tom's book really yeah. lit that lamp for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we go. So there's a couple people that we don't know because Harry doesn't know them, right? And so he's thinking... Um, ye be so introductions are made in some kind of an informal way for us readers and some people who will be like important in the next book um and then connections made for lupin so there's a lumpy looking man with an odd lopsided leer a stare and he gave a wheezy giggle at the fact that Dumbledore was cornered. Wow, you're and so cool. He's so cool. And then he turns to a stocky woman who looks like she could be his sister. Bing, 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 bing. True. And she's grinning. And I always get who is who mixed up. I don't know about anybody I think else. That Amicus with is the Caros. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. Let's start with Amicus. You are indeed wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so confident. (laughs) You know what really irks me and grinds my gears, though, is that the wiki has Amicus listed as Professor Amicus Carol. Can we not? That does not count. There's no professor in front of this person's name needed. Um, a dark wizard and brother of Electo. So Amicus fights in the first wizarding war along with his sister. They did not search for Lord V at the first downfall, but were forgiven in 1995 because if you weren't forgiven, then you wouldn't have anybody on your side, Lord V. (laughs) Um, and then joins in the second wizarding war. Obviously. So, there's very important things that happen at Hogwarts, obviously, and seven. And so these friends are a part of that. And one of the best um, Harry Potter McGonagall uh, moments happens with these mm-hmm. these peeps. Um, also very gross and sad and disgusting. But Amicus has made the defense against the dark arts teacher, which is no longer really defense. It's just pretty much dark arts. <laughs> during his tenure and his sister electo is muggle studies professor and also deputy headmistress serving under snape 
it's because these are Death Eaters and he had to appoint somebody who was a Death Eater. So he probably picked the least. Maybe he picked the one he had to keep the closest eye on. Or mm. that. Perhaps. Perhaps. Did you just give Snape a compliment? Yeah, I kind of did, didn't I? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You wow. can. He did some good things. We can acknowledge that. Yeah. He did. Um... So, shortly before the Battle of Hogwarts, boyfriend's tortured by Harry Potter. <laughs> and if you don't remember, yes, Harry uses Crucio because he spits in McGonagall's face. Then McGonagall turns around and imperiouses them, ties them up in Ravenclaw Tower. And so we don't really know what happens to them, but they probably went to Azkaban for life. <laughs> good yes so banned um, from life yeah from life from life electo as we said is the sister of amicus same same profile pretty much we love we love to see brothers and sisters getting along don't we um <laughs> they're from the pure blood caro family Ooh, are they part of sacred 28 oh I don't know. Let's Hold look on. that up. Obviously, they're evil and they were in Slytherin House. <laughs> oh, whatever. JK, we love you, sneaky snakes. Um, yes, they but are. Like I said, they are part of Sacred 28. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. There's a really cool wanted poster of Electo. So, yeah. The Caros. We'll talk about them more in depth later. That's a Felix file. So back to what we're um, talking about. Quote, Dumbledore wandless, Dumbledore alone. Well done, Draco. Well done. Good evening, Amicus, said Dumbledore calmly. 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 As though welcoming the man to a tea party. And you've brought Electo too. Charming. He is so freaking sassy. I love it. The woman gave an angry little titter. Think your little jokes will help you on your deathbed then, she jeered. Jokes? No, no. These are manners. <laughs> um, and then I said, cue the gif of the guy putting his hands on his cheeks and running by after that sick burn. Um, he's actively dying and he's still sassy. And so I put that in there for you to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my gosh. It. <laughs> it's so good. Is it in discord? Did anybody throw that in there just yet? Somebody needs to find it. I'll see if I can. Anyway, find it. I love that Dumbledore is still sassy, even though he's on his way out. And so another person is there who Harry doesn't know standing nearest to him. He was big rangy and had matted hair and whiskers. His robes were far too tight for him and his voice was sort of a rasping bark. He stunk like dirt, sweat and blood and his hands were filthy and he had long yellow nails. <laughs> Jinx, you'll make coke. No, that's too cool. <laughs> um, if you're wondering what rangy means, rangy, rangy, I think I said it wrong. Um, because I looked it up a long time ago. 
<laughs> it means long limbed. Um, and it's kind of like in the movie where, where they depict uh, Remus in his werewolf form. And the, the limbs are very, very long. So kind of matches. And Dumbledore knows who this person is and says, is that you, Fenrir? So pleasant. Is that you, Fenrir? So kind. Would you like some tea? <laughs> I want to thank you for giving me this beautiful part of the episode where I get to talk about the disgusting person that is Fenrir Zobak. They just uh, happen how they happen, okay? You know, I'm not going to lie. I did not realize that... Is this... This isn't our first ever introduction to Fenrir, is it? No, we saw him in Nocturnally, this book, right? Didn't they see him? Or is that a movieism? It's definitely a movieism, but I don't no. know. I think he's I think he's only mentioned from Remus. Shoot. Okay, so I should have pulled his little wiki page, but I pulled it up. So um I didn't not I did not realize that this was the first ever mention of him. Okay. Wait, does so, Remus talk about Fenrir later after all this happens? Or does he talk I, about it before? Um I'm trying to remember if it was I like where they're in, in the five. hospital wing. Was it five? I'm not sure. Hold on, it might mention on his page. Talks mm. about him at Christmas. Before. 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 Okay, so I was right. I oh, was right. Christmas. Okay. <laughs> okay. Also, we hear a lot about him in that, um, like, ebook that was put out about Remus's yes. story. If you want to cry, go ahead and so read that. Sad. Okay, so Dumbledore says, "Is that you, Fenrir?" That's right," rasped the other. So Fenrir asks if Dumbledore's pleased to see him, and Dumbledore does manage to say, "No, I cannot say that I am." I love it. Um, blood is trickling down Fenrir's chin. Bills. He licks his lips, and this Bill's just blood makes me so sick. Um, because yeah, mm -hmm. this is. Bill Weasley's blood, which is just so sad. Um, so Fenrir says, but you know how much I like kids, Dumbledore. Ugh. So, okay, so I'm just going to do a little, little bit of an intro here from the wiki page on him. So Fenrir was a werewolf bounty hunter um, known for his preference for attacking children. He basically was the head of this, I guess I could call it like a cult type group that basically believed that they should infect as many people as possible with lycanthropy. And ch I think children were an easy target for them. Mm -hmm. um, Plus, then you can like. I think his goal you could mold also them. was yes, yeah, you could exactly. mold them. to hate regular mm -hmm. witches and wizards yes. and, mm -hmm. and people. Yeah, so it was like his hope to um, build an army, basically. I mean, he's like werewolf version of Voldemort. Yeah, yeah, like because Voldemort wanted yeah. to be at the school so he could 
this is awful and I hate saying this, but raised children essentially to be part of his army. Once again, we can draw a line from Voldemort. Um, trigger warning we should put in. Sorry, I should have done that before I started talking. Um, trigger warning for World War II, Holocaust, and Hitler. If somebody wants to write that in. Um, so once again, we can draw a line um, comparing Voldemort to Hitler because Hitler also had children um, basically being like mini Nazis and, and training and raising them up. Yeah. And like also definitely um, a different type of child predator as well. Comparisons there for Fenrir, which is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it is Fenrir who infected Remus Lupin as a child with lycanthropy because his father Lyle insulted werewolves. Um, so it was like his reaction to that to infect Remus um Greyback and his pack of werewolves allied themselves with Voldemort in the second wizarding war so like Fenrir is not considered a death eater he is just an ally right and he is a part of this group basically is the leader of the pack of werewolves that have allied themselves with Voldemort and we see that really like even though he does all this and he's with them right now, even as far into up to where Harry and Hermione and Ron are caught and have to go to Malfoy Manor for using Voldemort's name in the taboo. um, One of the other snatchers says, can't you call him? And he's a little embarrassed and says, no, I haven't got the, but he doesn't finish his sentence. That's He's right. allowed to wear the Death Eater robes, but he is not allowed to be branded with a dark mark. So he is still trash in Voldemort's opinion, but still doing all of his work. That sounds Which, like, like so like, real life right now. And I like, want to vomit. Yeah. I want to vomit. So we do know that he attacked Bill Weasley in the astronomy tower battle. Literally what, we're in right now um and he does become a snatcher in deathly hollows um and fights in the battle of hogwarts that's like some low-level stuff too to be like a snatcher yeah you know what i mean like he's still wearing the robes but they don't they don't like associate with him as a death eater Mm -hmm. yeah sucks to suck man all y'all suck so yeah um, he's trash, basically. Yep. And it is unclear if he survives the Battle of Hogwarts, um, but we're assuming if he did, he is in Azkaban. So. Anyway, um, back to not fun stuff, but Dumbledore then asks if he is attacking even without the full moon now because... If you know lycanthropy, you only 
you should only feel the urge to attack when you're not yourself and you've transformed like we know from Remus like Mm -hmm. when Remus doesn't drink the um oh my god i'm blanking what is the name of the potion wolfsbane wolfsbane potion um and he's not in his right mind that's when he attacks however even without the full moon fenrir feels the need to attack um and dumbledore basically like explains how unusual that that is he's like you've developed a taste for human flesh that cannot be satisfied once a month and Greyback is he's really cocky about it. He's just like, does that shock you or frighten you? Like, but D- Dumbledore is just like, um, no, but it disgusts me a little. Right. <laughs> As he should. Mm-hmm. So. And he also Dumbledore also says that he is actually a little shocked, but not necessarily about Fenrir, more so about the fact that Draco invited him here where mm-hmm. all his friends live. Mm hmm. However, we very quickly learned that Malfoy did not, in fact, invite him. And Malfoy says this. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, uh, I didn't know he Malfoy was coming or something. Yeah, he's like, he, he didn't know he was going to come. Malfoy didn't want to even look at Fenrir. <laughs> so here's another, that's another thing. Um, How you know that Malfoy is starting, like, not starting to change. He's already starting to change. Yeah. He's al- it's like um, Regulus. To me, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's like slowly and Percy even with the ministry. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just got Fred died today, by the way, in my millionth read of Deathly Hallows. <laughs> um, but like Percy says, like it's been coming on for a long time. It's really hard to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Draco was already starting this change and he was upset that he was there because he does have like genuine friends here at Hogwarts, even though he treats them like garbage. Yeah. Um, he does care about people. Maybe he's thinking of Pansy, you know, Maybe. who knows? Um, so yeah. So Malfoy did not want Fenrir there. He did not know he was coming and you can kind of tell by his demeanor and the way that he's saying these things that I think he is upset about it. Yeah. When you throw a party, you never know who's going to invite somebody else. You know? Well, mm. I Bree in the chat says that Draco was, she feels like Draco was kept in the dark. And I agree. Like th- there were people who always knew who was coming, but Draco was never f- truly like fully informed, you she know? It was just the pawn to get them in. For sure. They, but it, the okay the people who can't i'm sorry like we know a few of like the high name death eaters wouldn't you think that they would send those people here or are they still an ask man i guess no they can't from five like well apparently bellatrix is prego right mm-hmm that's she is what right is now. claimed that she's right, pregnant meow? right now. Yeah, that's why she's not and there. And that's why she's not there. But Lucius is still in Azkaban right now. Yes. So who else was at the ministry? Is she... What's happening? I don't think that she was a... Was she... No, she, she disapparated with Voldemort. Remember that? It was at the very end. Um... Yeah, she got out. They, yeah, her and Voldemort got out, and the other people who were there got caught. So, who's downstairs right now? So, there's 
Dolohov and Raul. Yeah, okay, I'm not so sure if they're are, there. Those are high level dudes. Other. Yeah, and then Yaxley's so here in the room. I don't know if those other people are actually there, but I know there are two other Death Eaters that we don't get a name for right now. Mm-hmm. Or possibly ever. And then and then the dude that got got. I can't remember his name off the cuff. Um, but yeah, I yeah. was just thinking like it was just interesting to me that we were introduced. Fenrir doesn't surprise me, but the Caros, I was like, who? You know, yeah. because we've heard about other people before. Anywho, that's my two cents. <laughs> Nobody asked for it. <laughs> we always ask for it. Mm. Um, so Grayback says he wouldn't want to miss a trip to Hogwarts when there are, quote, throats to be ripped out. And that, like, literally kind of made me feel sick while I was reading this. This whole conversation gives a very different vibe rereading it as an adult. Like, <laughs> it is sickening. Like, such predatory awful awful behavior Mm -hmm. i it's sickening um so this also oh my god like seriously okay he raises a yellow fingernail and picks at his front teeth which makes me sick because it is bill's flesh in his teeth that he is picking out absolutely and grayback offers to rip dumbledore's throat out but a quote fourth death eater says no sharply we've got orders draco's got to do it now draco and quickly and i in my notes i said who is this electo but we would have we it can't be because we've already figured out who electo is so i don't know who this death eater is that says this and i I pulled up this MuggleNet article that is called Death Eaters Part 3, The Battle of the Tower. Um, So we have Draco, Amicus, Electo, Fenrir. And then... No, Gibbon is the one who dies. Yeah, yeah, Gibbon okay. dies. So we, we have... Raul kills Eater. him. Raul's spell kills Gibbon. Raul's yes. in seven and he's part of Dalahov and himself that go to the cafe and find them after they use Voldemort's name right after the wedding. So I think that this Death Eater that says this is Yaxley. Mm. Yeah. Because it says that he is the only unnamed Death Eater who witnessed Dumbledore's death. So I'm assuming that who said we've got orders is Yaxley speaking. Yeah, and Yaxley comes up later on for sure. Yeah, he does. Um, so Draco looked like he was showing less resolution than ever. And I didn't understand like the context of that. Like, what did that mean? So the act of resolving or determining upon an action, course of action method method, like a decision or determination. So he was showing less determination than ever to actually go through with this, is what that line was means. He looks terrified. And Dumbledore looks even paler and he is lower than usual because he'd slid so far down the rampart wall. So again, we said this in the last episode, but I do truly believe that he is dying without any, you know, chance of like a killing curse about to hit him. Like not going to lie. This reread is the first time where I'm reading this and I'm like, Oh my gosh, he he is actively dying right now. That was mm-hmm. why he was so insistent on getting to Snape because maybe Snape could slow this or he could stop this, but 
the longer that Snape is not there, um, the further this is going, and he is not doing well. He's got to be in so much pain. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. So, I we think, I think that this is. Electo says he's not long for his word for he's not long for this world anyway. If you ask me, look at him. What's happened to you then, Dumby? No, Amicus, Amicus. Oh, it's Am oh, okay. He is okay. Never mind. Yeah, I thought that I got the names mixed up, which is why I changed what I just no, said you're there <laughs> because I thought that I was meaning it was the sister, and then we confirmed that it was the other way around. Because I feel like idiot. it should be, and it's always I been know. like that in my brain, I and I don't know like why. It should be Jane okay. and Alec. I'm just saying. What? <laughs> is that from Twilight? Yeah, they're the twins from Twilight. Get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Remove your I just think of Dakota Fanning every time I think of Jane. Okay. Why? So it is because she played Jane in Twilight. Why? She was in those? Yes. <laughs> News to me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is Amicus. It is Amicus. I'm sorry. That was my fault. I was thinking that I had information in my notes incorrectly because we confirmed Lacto versus Amicus, but I was actually right with my notes. So Amicus is saying, he's not long for this world anyway, if you ask me. Look at him. What's happened to you then, Dumby? Shut so up. Dumb I know. Yes, nasty. Dumbledore, Dumbledore just tells him it's old age. And I... He is over 100, isn't he? Yeah, so I'm envisioning that like he's doing this to keep them talking until Snape arrives. He's trying to extend this conversation as long as he can to give Snape time to get up here so that he can save Draco's soul, basically, is what this is coming down to. Right. Um, so we can hear people coming below and they say they've blocked the stairs. Reducto, reducto. And this made Harry's heart leap. Um, because he thinks they had not eliminated all of the opposition. They just barricaded the tower. And Yaxley says, now Draco quickly. All right, I guess I'll go. Am I going to cry? Take a know. vote. Put a poll in Discord. Um, so Yaxley's yelling at Draco, right? But his hand is shaking so bad, he can barely aim at this point. So Fenrir, of course, snarls that he'll do it, and he starts coming towards Dumbledore. And the brutal-faced man, who is Yaxley, he's not named in this book, but we we know now that this is Yaxley. Brutal-faced man. Right. He says, I brutal. said no, and there's this flash of light, and Fenrir... Do it in a British accent. I said no! There you go. Oh, that Perfect. was good. That Thank was you. Good. Not me! Not, not Hermione! Hermione. Yes. Yes. No! <laughs> Draco. <laughs> There's a flash of light and Fenrir gets blasted out of the way. He hits the ramparts. He looks furious. I'm just saying this is gutsy even for this situation because Fenrir might have some sort of alliance with Voldemort or something, mm. but he's a loose cannon. Right. Fenrir. Yes. He yeah, owes you totally. nothing. He, he owes, owes you nothing. He could break ties with Voldemort in a second if he wanted to. I don't think he necessarily... I mean, okay. I don't think he necessarily like cares about himself either. So like he'll just do whatever. Oh, for yeah. sure. 
And if somebody uses a green curse on him, he doesn't care. (laughs) He's given everything to the cause. And like, it doesn't matter what comes from that. I think, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it be like his health and well-being, other people's, there's no sides for him. He literally doesn't care. Yeah. Kara just said I'd rather run into Voldemort on the streets than Fenrir. And I agree because you could get Voldemort on like a monologue, but Fenrir would just be like, I want blood and go after it. You know, I just yeah. need to meet up with my bestie Sebastian <laughs> and he'll teach me about a cadaver so that my I can God. kill Voldemort. What? Hogwarts legacy. Have not, you talked not to Sebastian? Like, yeah, have you talked to Sebastian? I haven't done. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. My character definitely literally has. thought you were talking about the crab <laughs> under the sea. My, uh, I was my like, who are you, Ariel? On Sebastian. She does a thousand percent on a game character mm-hmm. who's clearly not good. <laughs> He's misunderstood. He's like Draco. Sebastian's Please. cool. I like him. He's teaching Avada. I mean, you can say no. You can say no and guide him towards the light. Yeah. Or you can go all in, you know? It's your choice. <laughs> Tiffany's so fine. see Tiffany <laughs> sipping those wine. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So have you ever had this moment? Because I have. So Harry describes his heart as hammering so hard. He thinks it's got to be impossible that nobody can hear that he's standing here. Oh. Uh. If they were Faye. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine that? Kind of be scary though. Because like, where like, is this heartbeat? Random. I smell major fear. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> um, so then the woman Death Eater, who is Electo, tells Draco to either do it or stand aside so one of them could. But right at that moment door bursts open again and it's snape he takes in the scene so question i just thought of this now did he have to like stun and like kind of take out not kill but take out the order that was trying to get through the barricade so that he could go up there who is this snape Snape. um well i think that they no they let him through because he's on the good side that makes sense nobody was going to touch him i talk about it i think in the next chapter yeah, that's why like some of them feel so betrayed. <sighs> Got it. Because mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, right. yeah, let him go. go. Which he is on your side, but um. So Snape bursts in. <sighs> Amicus tells Snape, "We have a problem. Draco doesn't seem to be able to do the job." <sighs> I'm gonna stall as much as I can, but I do have other <laughs> things to talk about before we actually get to the moment. But oh god, I just thought about what's gonna happen. What? I, no, he's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> thought about it we've only been leading up to it and talking about well i've been time. busying myself <laughs> this is how we cope <laughs> <sighs> so from the book but somebody else had spoken snape's name quite softly severus the sound frightened harry beyond anything he had experienced all evening for the first time dumbledore was pleading so snape says nothing he walks forward. He pushes Malfoy out of the way. The three other Death Eaters fall back without a word. Um, and, it, and the book describes even the werewolf seem cowed. And I had to look that up. 
just because I wasn't exactly sure what it meant. And it means to submit to someone's wishes by intimidation. So like he's intimidated by Sev. What did you just (laughs) call him? (laughs) I was thinking Seb before for Sebastian. So I was like, hmm, Severus would be Sev. I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) 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 Um, But seriously, the respect and the fear that these others, even Fenrir, have for Snape, who is in their eyes, he's Voldemort's right-hand man. And has convinced these other people that he is to the point where they're just like, oh, shoot, Snape showed up. Like, don't mess around. So Snape gazes for a moment at Dumbledore and there was revulsion and hatred etched in the harsh lines of his face. So let's let's talk about this for a second because I looked up. I just got chills. Yeah. I looked up that I looked this up specifically. Lori's 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 Kim. Kim. You looked at Lori's book, right? I did. What about Deese? I did. I pulled from the Dumbledore book, I pulled from the Snape book, and I also pulled something from Cora, of course, because it had an interesting point. So they're all Mm -hmm. three different takes on it, actually. Meg, can you grab me the Dumbledore book that's next to you? Because I forgot I didn't put it in my notes. I just told myself what page to go to. Yeah. Um, So first off is Cora from Valeria Messalina. I don't know because it's in my notes. I'm sorry. (laughs) So... um, this person points out that Snape's expression mirrors Harry's expression when Harry had to feed Dumbledore the poison potion. Quote, hating himself, repulsed by what he was doing, Harry forced the goblet back towards Dumbledore's mouth. And then for Snape, Snape gazed for a moment at Dumbledore and there was revulsion and hatred etched in the hard lines of his face. They both hated what they were asked to do, but did it anyway. So that's one <laughs> viewpoint of this. Did you put a little mark? I probably did. It says having a choice. Yep, that's it. Wow. <laughs> you put you. a little sticker. Look, Look I was go. prepared. You were prepared. Mm. And then forgot. Because this was My supposed to happen last week. <laughs> okay, so that's one take. Then, of course, you Hold know. Oh, go ahead. I was just wondering, like, we hear the words, or we read the words revulsion and hatred. Again, mm-hmm. Because we are reading this from Harry's perspective. So that is Harry's interpretation of the look on Snape's that's face. That's very that good very point. True. Very and good point. That's what Harry wants to see. Harry, yes, Harry sees what he wants to see yes. out of this situation. So, and that's my two cents on this. Like, he's, he, we're hearing revulsion and hatred because we're in Harry's head. So Harry hates Snape, therefore is going to have a negative opinion on this situation towards Snape, no matter what. Right. So he sees revulsion and hatred when again, it could also be like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he, again, it literally says in your notes, hold on. It says something it's, it's, it's how Harry felt feeding Dumbledore the potion it's like I have to do this and I don't want to right so it's like I just think that that is just an interesting it's an interesting parallel and it's interesting like you said where Harry us as the reader who is to be led to believe that Snape is on the bad side still ooh, you know Mm -hmm. I like what Mia said 
I think Snape is full of loathing at Dumbledore for asking him to do this. So I think Harry yes. might actually be seeing the correct emotions playing yeah. out on Snape's face, but just for the wrong motivations or reasons. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's like exactly what I was thinking as well. Um, so you're a genius. <laughs> no, but honestly, like those those feelings etched on his face could very well be those feelings. Right. But for different reasons. But it also can be. Um, this is some kind of, for lack of a better term, torture for him. Um, mm-hmm. this is pain. This is agony. This is the only person who actually, I'm going to cry, knows him. This knows is the everything. Act- this is the only person on this earth who knows the good in him. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. going to be gone. Mm-hmm. I like what Sarah just said in the chat too. Loathing maybe too, because now Snape is completely alone. Alone. He's left to do the rest of it. He's forcing Snape to be alone in this now and carry such a weight on his shoulders. Even bigger than already. Uh, Even, yeah, even more. Like we're just. And even more dangerous because. Because up until now, he was a double agent, but he was mostly with Dumbledore, who wasn't the person he had to hide himself from all the time. Mm-hmm. Now most of his time is going to be with Voldemort, right? So, like, imagine the stress and the anxiety, constantly having to block yes. your mind. All that time. has to be exhausting. <clears throat> and then to also question: Is he going to question my motives because I'm blocking him out? And there's just like all of these like multifaceted layers of like how to handle Voldemort. It's just Mm -hmm. so much more stressful. It's so much more stressful for him. I am so sad. Do you You want to know something insane? You love Snape? No, (laughs) but I feel sadder for him right now than I do for Dumbledore. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Like, Dumbledore was expecting this. Dumbledore, I think... This is always part of the plan. Dumbledore had already got, like, had closure with that, I think. Yeah, but, like, Snape, the weight on Snape's shoulders right now, and not only that, but he, like, successfully pulls it off. It, like, literally gives me chills. I mean, he also gives his life. I don't I don't doubt that there could have been I mean Voldemort had the Elder Wand but he wasn't the true master of it so these spells didn't hold like if they battled I think it would have been epic yeah but he didn't even try I know he literally laid down his life oh Kelsey said do not pity the dead pity the living and in this moment that is so true That is so true because Dumbledore has done up to this point all he can do. And unfortunately, it's his time. But now all of the burden that Dumbledore was carrying is also put on Snape. And has and it's it's almost worse because, like I said, now he has to carry that burden (sighs) and be around Voldemort and his entire group going Mm -hmm. forward there's no off button no 
Um, Jess points out that this is like the part where Bella has to lie to Edward about the letter from Alice. Yes. Did I or did I not tell you to remove your headphones, get up, and leave? Uh, that, I will gladly know? do that today because I also do this part. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. I don't even know what you said. All I heard was Bella and I tuned out. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, no. Give all the points for all the wonderful parallels we're making towards Twilight. Uh, okay. So a lot of things that I'm some of the things I'm going to be discussing goes along with what you said, which you guys said, which is great. Um, okay. So, you know, we got to talk Lori Kim because she's queen. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm just going to read. I'm just going to read apart from her book because you can't summarize Lori. She's just, no, you have to read amazing. Yeah. So this is her take. So she says, why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Snape, this is his second chance. He has been a double agent for years working to protect Harry Potter. But if he kills Dumbledore, if he can kill his friend and mentor, the one living person who knows the full truth about the good self he's been hiding under his spy facades, if he can bring himself to break his last remaining mirror, committing to live the rest of his dangerous life being thought a murderer and traitor, then he will be upholding his vow to pre protect Draco in addition to Harry Potter. He will be able to save more than one innocent life. 
why do I feel so sad for her? <laughs> because you should. Are you crying? But I because... hate him. <laughs> but you don't. But I don't that's think the I thing. do. Uh, you don't hate him. And that's okay. It's okay. Here's it's the thing. So sad. People, he's not a bad person. He does questionable things. You know what I mean? Like his behavior yeah. definitely is questionable, but it doesn't make him a bad person. And I feel like we all can learn from this character because like we say, like people, it's not black and white. There's so much gray area with people and with our existence and with the choices that we make and the reasons for making those choices and the feelings behind those. And some of them are irrational and some of them are really well thought out. And we say things in the heat of the moment and we regret it later. Like, we don't know all those times that he was so nasty and horrible with the way that he spoke and treated these children. We don't know what he was thinking after he did it. We don't know if he had the regrets about what he did. I don't think he could properly control his... um emotions around them and he did have free reign and he knew there weren't going to be any repercussions for his actions so he just let those emotions spill over and was it wrong absolutely but i don't think it necessarily like makes him a bad person and i'm not saying like any of the things that he did later on totally erase and make up for everything because it doesn't like square facts like that doesn't happen and you can't take back the things that you say or do you can only do better and I feel like we hated on him so hard at the beginning but I feel like as we've gone um he's understanding him better has given me more you know what I mean and I think about this like with kids. I feel like he's one of those people that's definitely stifled. Sirius is one of those people who is stifled. Remus mm -hmm. is one of those people who is stifled because they didn't truly. And Harry Potter is Sirius one of those people too. who is stifled. We could say the same thing for Ron and Hermione. They did not have normal um, childhoods. Like we could say, yes, from age zero to 11, maybe everything was like all sunshine and rainbows. But from then on, Nothing about what they were doing was normal kid stuff. And I feel like kids say this all the time in my school. Was I bad today? You're not a bad person. Sometimes you don't make great choices. But I don't. I mean, I think the things that he did. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he made. I don't like using the word bad, but like not great Poor choices. choices. Right. And it's not excusable. No. We know reasons behind it, but we're not excusing it. Right. I like what Marguerite said. I think Snape can be forgiven just like anyone else. He has a lot of bad, but he does have redeeming qualities. But again, we'll never truly know mm -hmm. him outside of Harry's view. And I just think that like. Uh, his story but that's the is thing. just like, so sad like actually breaking down what is happening to him in this moment genuinely makes me feel so freaking bad for him like the fact i mean just like just like literally just like the line of saying the only person who truly knows him he has to kill right now and imagine the trauma that he's forcing on himself to do this 
it just it's not there's no excuse for Snape's treatment to kids or his decision to become a Death Eater or the way that he treated Lily. I just he has a really sad story, though, like he has a really sad story. And I just feel bad. So what are you so I'm li- there's a lot happening in our discord chat right now <laughs> and it's all well and good to disagree with people you don't definitely don't have to agree with us hosts all the time there's good to have it's good to have pushback yeah. um, but let me just say this from someone who works every day with children who have trauma that's not literary made up trauma like real stuff that happens to them first of all it would confuse you and make you angry and make you so sad to hear and witness and and work with children of the trauma that I have been working with especially this year um and from an outside view you would see behavior that would be labeled bad these kids will sometimes make really not great decisions. Um, they do things on impulse. They say things on impulse. Um, it's it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And what we know of Snape is that he did have a traumatic childhood. I think that's what I'm feeling. Um, like, I feel heartbroken yes. for him. Yes. And to, to label somebody bad because of their choices, I don't think is necessarily correct. Um, there's not just good and bad. We can't sort that way. And Sirius may- says that. Right. And you can't just... <laughs> I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is that Maybe open minds to the fact that maybe people make these decisions, but underneath it all, maybe they can't help some of the things that are going on. And I feel like trauma, I don't know if this is science related or not, but I feel like trauma definitely changes Um the way that you view and react to things. I mean, yeah, I think so. I, I just like Brie quoted serious. Mm-hmm. Like besides people aren't split into good people and death eaters. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're gray. There is gray and that's okay. And I mean, geez, I don't look- think you could label him as a good person either. Correct. Like, I'm not saying that but i'm just saying he's a person who has had trauma yeah and has had to fight tooth and nail to get through life period yeah i don't think we should be labeling people is basically what i'm saying and i've done it (laughs) and i'm sure i did it on this podcast a number of times except umbridge but that's well, she's evil. <laughs> well, someone See, did say something she, about how bad is, and evil are different. That's a different that there is a difference between bad and evil. And I would say, mm-hmm. is Snape a bad person? Sometimes, yes, but he's also a 
uh, you know, he's also done really good things as well, but he is maybe at times also a bad person, but I wouldn't say that he's evil. Oh, okay. So there, I guess there was confusion with my wording, which is totally fine. Um, Mia, love of my life, said that it sounded as if I was saying I would label him as a good person. No, no, no. I don't think... Um, I don't think I would give him that label. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Kara, great question. <laughs> Text me, my love. <laughs> let's just say like, let's, but let's look at people. So let's look at Umbridge. Okay. Do we see Umbridge making any active um, movements toward anything good no. labeled good labeled positive no. no right so we could slap a label on that bad voldemort right yeah do we see him making any active moves towards anything positive no label bad stick it on like a sticker right it's like it's like looking percy. at the difference percy weasley people no. love to hate percy he's not a bad person but he makes that active move, right? Yeah. Slap a good label if you want. You know what I mean? It's like, like it's 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 just you can't stick them in that box and say, okay, you've done this. That's where you're at. There's nowhere else for you to go. Mm-hmm. If we keep doing that, let's real life this. If you keep doing that to people, you give them no opportunity to change. You give them no opportunity to grow and you give them no opportunity to learn and come back from the things that they have done wrong. If we keep shoving people down for decisions, words and things that they've done in the past, you don't give people an opportunity to grow. So if you continue to hate on them for certain things and say, well, you said this and then you want to apologize. No, 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 friends. Give them an opportunity to apologize and grow. You can't hate on someone for doing something and saying something and then dump all over them when they try to apologize and do better. Stop boxing people for doing better. You have to give them an opportunity. If it's shame on, you know, shame on you, fool me once, whatever the saying is, you know, just have them fool you twice then. But you need to give people an opportunity to be wrong and to grow. And if they don't, then that's a different story. Then that's what it is. Yes. Right. Then you can move forward and say whatever you want. But if you give people crap for not doing something and then they try, <coughs> I'm dying. <coughs> and then you give them continuous garbage for it. Yeah. That's you. That's yeah. not them. And also these <coughs> kinds of characters the complex characters those are what make the story so good that is why it's good because we have complex characters like Snape and Sirius and Harry even and Ron and Hermione they're all complex they all do good and bad Hermione put <laughs> Rita Skeeter as a freaking beetle in a jar. That's kidnapping. I Can we not bring call that what it is? <laughs> oh, Marietta, she scarred her for life. Okay, like these people are gray. 
Gray. Yeah. 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 Gray. Yeah. You can't. Harry Potter tortured someone. <laughs> okay. Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I know. I just basically, <laughs> I feel in this moment, I do feel heartbroken for Snape because he is losing the one person who <laughs> believes him, who knows who he is. And that is heartbreaking. That is sad. That's freaking sad for him. Mm. And that is it. just he I don't think that he is ever happy again after this. Truly, until he dies. Right. I don't think that he's ever happy again, which is sad. I don't think he's been happy for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, now it's like totally alone, alone, lonely. We really delayed this. I know. I still have more to say. Could. I know. More from Lori. This Thank is still you. her point. She says, we're told repeatedly that the killing curse doesn't work unless you mean it. It has no counter curse, but you need full power and intention to kill with it. Barty Crouch Jr. tells the class of fourth years, you know, Judy, that they could all cast the Vata Cadaver on him together and he probably wouldn't get so much as a nosebleed. Slughorn tells Tom Riddle that murder is the supreme act of evil. Quote, killing rips the soul apart. And when Harry... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. When Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince was first published before the series concluded, some read this scene and concluded that Snape had been Voldemort's man all along. Some concluded the opposite. But whatever Snape was thinking, whether his revulsion and hatred were for the act or for Dumbledore himself, by casting the killing curse successfully, he has just, just ripped his soul apart. Pause on that for the future. Um, Irvin has a different... Did I say his name right? Yes, Irvin has a different take on this. Um, so then she goes on to say that all of Snape's actions that follow show him behaving protectively. The first thing he does after Dumbledore dies is grab Draco by the scruff of his neck like a puppy and rush him out of the castle. He calls for the other Death Eaters to stop fighting. Um, Harry hears the hated voice shout, it's over, time to go. And with that, Avada Kedavra, Snape has killed all of Harry's sentiments toward him except hatred. From Irvin's book, Irvin talks about choices. Um, so basically, he his point is that because Snape is... I think he's saying Snape doesn't rip his soul because the reason that he's choosing to kill Dumbledore is like for good intentions... Do you know what I'm saying? That's an interesting concept, right? But I think that like, how can how can you kill someone and not have it do that? Here, here's what it says. This is when um, Snape says, "And my soul, Dumbledore, mine." Mm -hmm. And Dumbledore says, "You alone know whether it will harm your soul to help an old man avoid pain and humiliation." I ask this one favor of you, Severus, because death is coming for me. I confess, I should probably prefer. I confess I should prefer a quick, painless exit to the protracted and messy affair it will be if, for instance, Greyback is involved, or dear Bellatrix, who likes to play with her food before she eats it. So then Irvin says, Dumbledore lays out compelling evidence in favor of the right answer, but this is all about Snape's views. 
Only if Snape believes he is performing an act of mercy will his soul be unharmed by the act, and no amount of absolution from Dumbledore can compensate for that. So these are this is from just what I pulled, three different viewpoints. You guys brought up other things. So it's like, I don't even know. <laughs> so much. I don't think there's an absolute answer. And, no. And we're not gonna know. I... I think I lean towards what Lori is saying. Um, I feel like it's most similar kind of to what I was thinking about the breakdown of it, you know? Mm-hmm. But they're all such good points. It's they like, are. Is it a parallel? Did he rip his soul apart? Are we just seeing hatred because that's did. what Harry's seeing? Does he actually, is he actually absolved from it because... He's try he's doing this for the greater good and for the mercy of Dumbledore because one, he is actually dying now. So is Dumbledore a seer? Because he kind of saw almost all of this playing out. <sighs> you know? <sighs> Ready, friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Severus. Please. No. <laughs> Rip it off like a band-aid. Thank you, Tasha. Snape mm. raised his wand and pointed it at Dumbledore. <laughs> Avada Kedavra. Mm. A jet of green light shot from the end of Snape's wand and hit Dumbledore squarely in the chest. Harry's scream of horror never left him. Silent uh. and unmoving, he was forced to watch as Dumbledore was blasted into the air. For a split second, he seemed to hang suspended beneath the shining skull, and then he fell slowly backward like a great ragdoll, over the battlements and out of sight. Honestly, like... <sighs> yes, I am sad. We took too many breaks for me to cry right now. I was no longer in the moment. But... <laughs> I'm probably going to sob when Harry won't let him go. And it's Ginny that has to pry him off of Dumbledore's body. Yeah, that's way worse than this moment. And you know what it makes me think of when we go back to um, the quote where Harry's scream of horror never left him silent and unmoving. Mm -hmm. um, it reminds me of the audio that they took out from when Sirius died when they were filming mm -hmm. Dan and Five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's what it reminds me of. Like what we had was this beautifully heartbreaking music and Dan screaming. And it just, and honestly, the beg, the please that it has to be now. The fact that I can't do what I meant to do any longer. Like I can't go upstairs and show him how to get rid of this Horcrux. I can't lead him any further in this. This is what I've done. I can't go on any further. I have to do this now. And a lot of people have been putting out on the internet highway, the Dumbledore died to save Malfoy thing. And I can't remember if we talked about it last time. I don't think um, we did yet. <clears throat> no. I will say no. Dumbledore didn't die to save Malfoy. He didn't die to save Harry. He died for the greater good. 
And mm-hmm. it just so happened that those things aligned. You know, it just so happened that Snape could keep his cover and still work for the greater good. It just so happened that Snape could kill him, ending his life in a way that was his choice, assisted in his choice at the time, almost the time that he chose. We know it was coming anyway. Um, He did this where he just so happened to be able to save Malfoy from committing a murder, thus tearing his soul um, amongst other things and the trauma of having being forced to do this and being forced of what we believe to be forced into being a death eater. Um, he can't do it anymore. And this happens to be the moment. And then all these little pieces fall together the puzzle is so far from complete, but he's done what he could do. And he still has to beg for it because he knows how much Snape doesn't want to do this. But I literally can't see any other way around it. Well, also the fact that you have the unbreakable curse playing here as well, where if he you mean vow. Yeah, what did I say? Curse. Unbreakable curse. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the <laughs> vow. So, like, I mean, Snape would also die if he doesn't do this, and that would be really bad for the cause. Like, do you think he would have been able to be like, shut up, you guys. I'm going to take Malfoy and Dumbledore, and we're going to go and finish this. Like, do you think he could have, like, done that? And, like, because no. they... They moved out of the way and they were silent listening to him. I feel like he's like high up in the Death Eater ranks, you know, like, I don't know. I think that they probably I think I think that they decided, meaning Snape and Dumbledore, they decided that it was more important for Snape to keep an eye on Voldemort than to basically lose his double agent status. You yeah. know, if that if that were to be the case of what happened, he would have he would have lost that. And I think that it was more important to keep that going at this moment in time. Snape had to do it in front of people because that like sealed the deal for Mm -hmm. them to, and nobody to ever question again. His loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. Even though this was (sighs) the utmost loyalty to Dumbledore, which is crazy. Yeah. Also the whole, like, it just blows my mind that like, those two words severus please when you read them the first time sounds like dumbledore's asking him like please don't do this but in reality he is asking please do it this is what we had arranged this is this is what i want that's how we all read that right yeah oh yeah oh for sure i mean now you did not close all three fitness rings right now sitting in that seat i'm watching you and i got a thing on my you don't know You don't I know. Got a, a notification She's been on my watch. behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I've been, pumping, one I've been pumping iron <laughs> behind the scenes. I also have an under the desk bike. I'm going. I'm going. Shut I'm up. Long. You bad. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, do we sip for sadness? Yeah, yeah, big time. I don't have any more drink. I only have water. Don't cheers with that, man. That was a bad look. I wonder if there's anything left in here. Oh, it sounds like it, right? 
Here we oh, go. I got a little drop. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little drop. Percival. Wolfric. Brian. Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. So may you rest in peace. At this moment in time, was anybody else absolutely convinced that Dumbledore wasn't dead? No, you no. were alone. No, I don't know if you were alone, but I didn't think that. I thought he was done. Yeah. Yeah. I know you did not. I did not. I did not think he was dead. Yeah. I was convinced because normally when someone is hit with the Vada Kedavra, they just crumble to the ground. And I thought that it was very odd. And I still think it's odd that he. Do you think that there's something in that, though, with the force back. of the spell? You know what I'm saying? Well, who else? Was? James fell like a marionette. That's quoted. Yeah. I don't know what happened with Waller. I'm pretty Waller. sure she just like collapsed. She just fell. Snape did not get a vaudud. Who else that we're looking at here? Well, Sirius didn't get killed with Vada Kedavra. No, he fell through the veil. Which, I think that the veil is also from death. Yeah. If we want to read it like that. I mean, Dumbledore's like, oh, it's just... So it was he, so weird. He like to me. flipped in the movie. What does it say in the book though about how his body reacts? Does it say that he like fell? he just like collapsed? <laughs> Dumbledore's like, I'm gonna make this as dramatic as possible. Well, yeah. <laughs> he like jumps. Like, he like jumps I, before he says it. So he's like flipped. That's why I was then, seriously like he didn't react the way that every other person that we've seen get hit with it react so that was one of my major reasons for thinking that he was not dead well let's think about this as well so Dumbledore shows up at Harry's King's Cross which is kind of like um an in between Mm -hmm. if you will I feel like that's where you go because you have to like choose to be a ghost right um so I feel like this is kind of the moment, like you go this way, you go this way, you board a train, move on. Um, but like, I feel like he's hanging out in this, in this in between. So it's like, I don't know. It's interesting to think about the afterlife because there's so many different things that different people all around the world believe. Yeah. Um, and like you have purgatory being a thing. It, feels like a little bit of like a purgatory there's nothing going on um purgatory feels like a negative thing though but i and i don't feel like this was yeah so i don't think i could like put that in that category i, I like i like an in-between i like that phrase because I thought that's what I've there's so many options it. you know what i yeah. mean yeah and he's He's co- he he knows what's happening in Harry's life. Like he knows exactly what is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, is he peeping? Are we in the clouds? Are we looking through? You know what I mean? Binoculars. Do you think Did Dumbledore was a in the in between <laughs> until then because he couldn't move on until he knew Harry had completed whatever That's Harry's right. actual ending was going to be, whether Harry chose to go back or chose not to. Because mm-hmm. if it was um, if it was like an in-between where anybody could come, I would think that like his parents would have been there. Sirius would have been there. Remus would have been there. 
But the fact that it's just Dumbledore to me means Dumbledore <laughs> stayed behind in that in between and waited for him. Okay, but how is it Harry's in between then? Like, how do you get that choice? Be like, yo, I'm going to go to this in between and I'm going to be right here. Like, I wonder, like, could can your spirit, like, can you, if are there guardians in this sense? Like in this wizarding world, like we always talk about guardian angels, right? In, in our world. And we talk about like, when you see cardinals, what do you think of? We always think of people who we've lost, right? Yeah. Um. So, like, is his spirit able to come from whatever that beyond is and come to this in-between to be a, a, a kind of guardian angel, as, you know? Right. It feels like that it, it, because he knows what's going on. Um, and Harry is in that in-between. Harry could have fully died in that sense. He would have, he could have boarded a train and went on right and they say on and we don't know where that on is you could think whatever afterlife that was um in the wizarding world i think if we were to talk about afterlife like within like our realm we would think of like heaven or hell purgatory are there other places that people think about other religions i'm not sure um but like whatever afterlife looks like for you. Um, so yeah. So it's just like, it's just interesting. Okay. Kara said, I was so just going to say, I like, I like this description. Read it, read it. So Kara says, this is the description from the book. A jet of green light shot from the end of Snape's wand and hit Dumbledore squarely <laughs> in the chest. Harry's scream of horror never left him silent and unmoving. He was, oh, are you gonna cry don't no i will okay <laughs> he was forced to watch as dumbledore was blasted into the air for a split second he seemed to hang suspended beneath the shining skull and then he fell slowly backward like a great rag doll over the battlements and out of sight so the whole like rag doll thing was reminiscent to me of avada Kedavra. however getting blasted back was what was weird but she said so i read this and thought that snape had to put a little extra oomph and power behind his spell to kill dumbledore because it was so difficult for him mentally and emotionally Mm. and the force of the spell sent dumbledore into the air and Mm. that makes sense to me Mm -hmm. yeah i can get behind that what if also because like dumbledore's like truly regarded as the greatest wizard of his age Maybe he mm-hmm. just like has so much magic. It was a, it was a loss for the world, let alone the people he who loved him. It was just like a kaboom, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I also enjoyed you talking about Marguerite. I'm not sure. No, but we can get to her. Yes. Um. Nikki said, I always thought that the that the Dumbledore and Harry's in between was in Harry's head only. And then mm. Megan with an each said, same. And doesn't Dumbledore say, Oh, is that what this is? Is that what this is regarding it being King's Cross? I took that to mean he couldn't see what Harry saw. But still, what if even if he is in his own in between, doesn't mean that they can't both be in the same in between but see two different things. 
No, I think that he sees the same thing, but he doesn't know what to call it. He he says it's a little abstract. Is I that think. what you is that what this is? And yeah. then he says something about, well, this is your whatever. Yeah. Um, so I guess that answers our question of whether like he came to this or he was waiting in this. Yeah. Um, because Harry even notes that time doesn't really exist in this space. Um because he doesn't know how long he had been laying there naked on whatever he thought was the floor mm-hmm. could have been minutes could have been hours and then we do know that when he comes back it had obviously been a, a, sh- a short amount of time but not too short of amount of time you know what i mean it wasn't seconds that went by from when um voldemort had cast the killing curse on him voldemort was also knocked out in that time and I think it was probably minutes that he spent in this space, Mm -hmm. but obviously like they had a lengthy conversation at King's cross. Um, and (sighs) I don't know. He also says just because it's happening in your head doesn't mean that it isn't real. So I, I definitely think that that was his spirit. That whole thing was real. I don't think it was something that was imagined by a knocked out, Harry I think that he was actually dead dead and -hmm. came back yeah I agree okay well I mean and all the listeners thousands of you can think what you want yeah (laughs) but write to us and let us know honestly honestly let us know your interpretations because I feel like if we have a lot of different feelings and thoughts about that in between I mean clearly we're going to talk about it in um seven when we get there all the way at the end probably in a couple of years (laughs) (laughs) um But, like, let us know what you think, because I think it would be really cool if we could talk about um, different beliefs and different beliefs in what the afterlife looks like. And I pulled up just a quick Wikipedia thing, which I usually am not a Wikipedia person at all. But, like, things I didn't even think about would be, like, reincarnation. Mm -hmm. Um, Is he a Boyd? Could he be a phoenix? I don't know how that happens because they're always like born again from themselves. So like, how is that chicken or the egg phoenix or the flame? You know what I mean? Um, (laughs) Heaven or hell. We talked about that first, the phoenix or the flame, (laughs) but seriously. And there's like Norse religion, um, ancient Greek and Roman. We could talk about Judaism. Um, Obviously, Christianity, we talk about heaven and hell. Catholic believes um, purgatory and being in a sort of limbo. There's Orthodox Christianity. Um, There's Jehovah Witnesses, Latter-day Saints, Seventh-day Adventists, Islam. We've got all these religions. I mean, clearly, there are many more religions that I did not name, like Buddhism. We can talk about all of that and maybe what that... This would be a cool episode. Somebody write this down. (laughs) but we could talk about what this space could be within different Mm. religions. I think that that's a pretty cool idea. Good job, Tiffany. (laughs) Yeah, that would be interesting. (laughs) Is that a leaky con panel? No, I'm just Mm. kidding. Basically, Tiffany wants you to let us know what you believe. I love that though. Like, what does this mean to you? What does this space mean to you? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, quiet tunes. 
Are we able to do lightning bolt? Is he dead? He's like dead now, right? Yeah. <sighs> I'm surprised I didn't cry. Well, like you said, it was too many breaks. <laughs> Alana had to say goodnight. <laughs> Wait, it's still it might like, be working. Still just like a heavy weight, oh man. Yeah, it's uh, it's worse Flushing. after this, trust me. When he's Flushing. running through the battle and trying to find Snape and they have their confrontation and then who the heck tries to burn down Hagrid's hut and freaking fangs in there. Idiots. It's fine. Well, the nice thing is, as we've just discussed, this is not the last time we get to speak with Dumbledore. So, mm. Yeah, I mean, he's woven throughout. And honestly, like, I can't wait to talk about Harry's feelings about him when we get to what was unearthed by Rita mm. and what Bethilda knew and, and all Alpheus. that. At and Elpheus. Yeah. I think that he and Elpheus were an item. I, that mm. is an interesting take on it. Yeah, maybe. I 100% think that they were together in some sort of fashion. Yeah. Like, truly, I do. Um, And why not? Why not? I like it. I'm just saying. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> Katie K asks, how do Dementors deal with werewolves in Azkaban? Well, I would assume that maybe there's, like, I mean, caged, so they don't yeah. really have to deal, right? But I'm assuming, like, I don't know. Maybe the question is more so pertaining to like, do do the Dementors affect them the same way? And I, I would mm. say yes. I mean, yeah, they're people. Yeah, I mean, I know. But even when they're transformed, do you think they're affected? What are we talking maybe about? Not. Affected, like sad. Yeah, yeah, like you know, happiness well, sucked out. Maybe I would think so. Well, no, but let's think about this. Because if we think about a werewolf, it's kind of animalistic in a sense. And animals can get depressed. Yeah, mm -hmm. true. You know? So I would think it would be the same. Yeah, that's true. Also, actually, yeah. it might even be worse. Because I assume that when you're transformed in that state... I mean, you're not yourself at all, right? Like, you are animalistic you don't have your sane mind right so to be trapped in that in a cage unable to do any of the things that your physiology right then is screaming at you to do that has to be maddening yeah but also as uh evie points out Sirius said it didn't affect him as much when he was a dog. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Mm. I don't know. I mean, but even still, I mean, like you're in that's one night every month. And OK, but here's the thing. Sirius chose that. Yeah, true. Werewolves don't choose. True, well, true, Fenrir. true. Fenrir is an outlier. But like, yeah, Remus doesn't choose that life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> all right. P 
Puff Puff Jess asks, who would win in oh a my fight? God, what? Fenrir Greyback <laughs> or Edward Cullen? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I kind of think Edward would win. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Edward would totally win. He's just, He's I mean, strong. we saw how fast he was. He's kind of a killer, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany said it. <laughs> Tiffany said it. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. I Blake. hate myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Blake asks, when you first read this, if we remember, were you relieved mm-hmm. or scared when you read that it was Snape who came up the astronomy stairs? I was. Th- I thought things were gonna go just swimmingly. Yeah, I, I thought we were cool as cute little cucumbers, and then he went and did that. <laughs> I think that I was anxious because I just didn't mm-hmm. know. I was still confused by his character and where he stood, so I just felt anxiety when I saw or read that it was him. Yeah. Um. Sarah asks if Draco had killed Dumbledore, what do you think his future would have been? <laughs> Hmm. Sad. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think know. it would have I mean, it would have actually torn his soul, but I think it would have just mm-hmm. annihilated him as a person. I think yeah. I think it would just have eaten him alive. I don't think yeah, I don't think he would have like gone so like hard. You know, I don't think he would have been like some big death eater like ooh, i got the taste for this and i did this i think he would be it'd be the opposite really depressed yeah, yeah. i think it would ruin him yeah there are like so many today and i'm really sorry guys but i'm gonna pick like three more okay oh no um oh, sam no, asks oh no melanie <laughs> <laughs> what do you think dumbledore's king's cross station would look like would it be something besides king's cross Dumbledore's maybe Godric's hollow yeah I was gonna say maybe his like when home life was a happy time it wouldn't have been Godric's hollow then it wouldn't have been there that's where Ariana died Mm. and his mom um maybe it would have been before Ariana was attacked by the muggle kids somewhere similar to that or it could have been his headmaster office. Maybe. Maybe Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, I wonder why. I mean, and this is something we can totally unpack later because obviously we don't have the time for it. A and B, we're not right like there. But like, I wonder what the significance is. And I have some ideas of Harry's in between being King's Cross. Hmm. And I think the most obvious one is that it was his um it was his first entrance, like Diagon Alley is one thing, but like to his true home. Yeah. And his home in the afterlife. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I bet when he eventually dies, I bet he goes to the same place and is able to board a train on. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Um, Isaiah, what do you think were the last thoughts Dumbledore had? I hope there's brandy. <laughs> I do love thinning patterns. <laughs> it was oddment blubber. <laughs> Nitwick. Tweak. Tweak. 
Um, I kind of think it was probably Ariana in the hopes that he would be seeing her. Yeah, probably. Maybe. That's a good idea. Or that I hope I've done enough for Harry for him to be successful. Pulling or from... I'm, or I'm sorry, Severus. Mm. Pulling from what someone said in the chat, I hope these people finish the group project. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. You've left enough people in charge. <laughs> Okay, last question. This is a fun one. It's from Addie. What is the first thing you're going to do together when the Swish Gang is reunited? Say it again. I'm sorry. What's the I first thing we're going to do together whenever we're reunited? Uh, we've been having major <gasps> oh. talks about big hugs. Mm-hmm. I just want to like be held. I told you guys earlier. Um, I don't know. We're probably just hanging out. Probably like going to hang out and then record. Hug? Yeah, Alana <laughs> will try and walk Fillmore around my backyard. <laughs> Fillmore with a leash. Fillmore. Fillmore. Um, when does Honey Hut open? It's open on weekends, but it opens after St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, okay. St. Patrick's Day is it's official. Of course. So I can't see you till then. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not watching Twilight, <laughs> Mia. We Let's should. watch Twilight. <laughs> Carrie just talks to me about Breath of the Wild and I'm dying and I love her so much. I'm so excited for her. I begged everyone in my friend like text chat to play Breath of the Wild and Carrie is shout out to Carrie and hi to Laura and Eileen. (laughs) Megan, you're next. I know. I definitely will. It's so freaking fun. It's so good. Mm. But yeah, probably we'll probably just hang out and be chill. Maybe it'll that's, be recording. You know, that's my life anyway. Hanging yeah. out and being chill. <laughs> You're not chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You are chill. Maybe, maybe I'll have. Oh, ooh, maybe Marty can make a steak. Yes. <laughs> I can. <laughs> can you make me yeah. a drink of tea? Yes, he makes the best G&T's. I want G&T's and steak. Thanks, Marty. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yummy. Fan story? Yes. Okay. This one comes from Brittany from March of 2022. Almost a year ago. Yeah, you're right. Hello, I recently found your podcast at the start of 2022. I was looking for mm. a Harry Potter-related podcast and got so excited when I found Swish and Flick. I'm currently Woo! on episode 87. 87! But that was almost a year ago, so... Are you caught up? Yeah, where are you, Brittany? Brittany! I'm 27. <laughs> I don't remember the exact year that I started to read the books, but I think it was around 7th grade. I've been obsessed mm. ever since. I've read all of the books, watched the movies more times than I could ever account, and listen to them on audio. Jim Dale all the way. Yes. I also went to Universal for a week and of course went to Harry Potter every day. The frozen butterbeer and chocolate cauldron cakes were amazing and I can't yep. wait to go back. The butterbeer ice cream was also one of the best ice creams oh. I've ever had. <sighs> so good. I can't wait. It's so good. So creamy and delicious and yummy. Mm. Mm. I have to admit, I don't always believe the answer to quizzes, so I often take them several times. I've I've Mm. taken the Sorting Hat quiz about seven times. Nice number. I know I'm bad. I got Hufflepuff (laughs) five times in both Gryffindor and Slytherin once. I find that I don't often fit into just one category, and I often find myself feeling like I belong to a bunch of different traits, which is probably why I was put into three of the four houses. 
I actually think that's why you're probably in Hufflepuff. I was going to say, are you a puff? (laughs) (laughs) That's a puff. That's a puff. (laughs) Oh, wait. Let me continue. Okay. I think most people have traits in other houses, but their predominant traits are what put them into their house. I definitely believe that I'm a Hufflepuff. (laughs) Mainly because the key traits are also key traits of mine. Food, honesty, all things animals, just loyalty, and have a lot of feelings. Quite Hufflepuff. (laughs) Yeah. My house is Hufflepuff. My Patronus is a piebald mare. And my wand is an Elmwood. I don't know, but please look it up. There's a horse. Mare? (laughs) Yeah. But what's But I want to know what it looks like. Hold on. It looks like a horse. (laughs) A horse. (laughs) And my wand is an... Oh, pretty. Can you put it in the Discord? Yeah. My wand is an Elmwood wand with Phoenix core, 12 and a quarter inches, and unyielding flexibility. (laughs) Harry Potter has always been a huge comfort to me, and my favorite books are one and three. Oh, that is very pretty. (gasps) Wait a minute. Wasn't Bellatrix's wand unyielding? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first year is just so magical and is the first time we get to explore the Wizarding (laughs) World. Everything is new. And exciting, but somehow still feels like home. The first time Harry steps into Hogwarts and enters the Great Hall always makes me smile. I watch the movies all year round, obviously, but my two favorite times to watch are Halloween and Christmas. I love listening to you guys. You remind me of my friend group. I listen to your podcast while working, driving, and cooking. I'm definitely that person you see laughing hysterically to themselves while driving alone. If you guys were in a different house, which would you be in and why? Thanks for all you do. Aww. I would be in Ravenclaw. No, 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 no. Sort each other. Tiffany would be in Slytherin. <laughs> Give me evidence. <laughs> You're ambitious. Mm-hmm. I like this. I also I do think green. that you could fit Ravenclaw, though. That's always the second house that I get, like in the yeah. whatever quiz. But I do think that you could be Slytherin. <laughs> I feel, I mean, Gryffindor and Slytherin are very similar. So, it could be. I'll go for it. I ain't mad about it. Who am I sorting? I'm sorting Katie. I'm sorting Katie. Katie. Griff. Really? Yes. Look at your growth. Yeah, I agree. Oh, stop. No, you stop, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, look how far that. you have come. People couldn't hear you and you barely talked on those first like episodes. And now look at you. That's yeah. accurate. Thanks. And look at your running and stuff. That's brave. Thanks. Nobody who is not brave would take on Dopey. And guys, she signed up for more. I did. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> not not our dopey, but some stuff. Yeah. Some stuff. You could sign up for dopey. I, mean, I could, yeah. but <laughs> I know. I definitely think Meg's other house is Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. It can be creative. You're very creative. I like books. Totally. You're very creative, very witty, and insightful. Oh, thanks. That is the house that I have gotten as my second percentage. I know. I was so convinced I was a Gryffindor. Could be in Gryffindor too. I I feel like you could totally be in Gryffindor. 
I'm just so I, versatile, guys. <laughs> You're like so amazing. I could probably be a Hufflepuff. No, you, I'm definitely not. A Hufflepuff. If we based off of snacks, you're total puff. Yeah, this is true. This is true. No, you're, but you're loyal as hell. Like, that heck, is true. Oh, this is recording. <laughs> Boing. Me. <laughs> Beverly. <laughs> Truly, though, but like, that's puff quality. Totally. Yeah. Whose story is this again? It Brittany. Brittany. Brittany! Update us on your life. Yes, yeah. we need to know. Are you current in these episodes? Thank you. And also, I hope you are. I looked up your Patronus and it's freaking cute. It's super cute. Bye bye, little Sebastian. Cute little horsey. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany, for your Thank story. You, Brittany. Right. Guys. Gosh. I had to what look up episode. a Dumbledore joke. Oh no. It's dumb. Ready? Yeah. Who is Dumbledore's cousin? Dumbledore. Dumble window. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what does that mean? Dumbledore Door. window. Dumble <laughs> chimney. What? <laughs> what kind of joke is that? Dumble kitchen. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I was like, you can't just make up random words <laughs> and make a bigger agenda. Dumble oh. chair. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm back to liking my horse Patronus after that story. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Sam asked me that and I answered her. <gasps> Mia. Uh, what did she title, say? Dumbles tumble. <laughs> that is it. Mia. Oh my God. That is it. I'm changing it right now. Forget meaty beats. Mia, who hurt you? <laughs> God. Apparently, Vinny said it first. Whoa. Vinny. Okay. Okay. I'm wrapping this up. I'm wrapping this up. Follow your host on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peaches Family. Tiff is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. You, you spelled her name wrong. It's at B U T T F A C E. Oh man! Good. <laughs> um, the I'm plugging our projects. All three of us. We've all been playing Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> We've all been living our best Hogwarts lives. That is what mm. we've been up to. <laughs> Literally. Oh, uh, man. Who won things tonight? Um, okay, Bingo went to Blake, who's a Gryffindor. So, congrats, Gryffindor on winning Bingo, and mostly congrats, Blake, just saying. Um, and that means, let's look at the standings really quick. Because we could do this again because we fixed the bot. And by we, I mean Vinny. Thank you. Okay, Ravenclaw still in first with 5,660. Slytherin is in second with 4,712. Hufflepuff is in third with 4,675. Third on nothing. Slytherins, get your together. Oh, Hey, there's trivia as of this there recording. So this trivia. goes for only Discord people. There's Trivia Friday, and you get massive points for your house in trivia if you win. So. Massive points. 
And then Gryffindor's in fourth with 3,586. But you know what, guys? Blake helped you out. So thanks, Blake. You the real MVP. Anyway. Are you ready? Did we tell people the theme? What's What's the theme? theme? Am I allowed to tell people the theme for trivia? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. I think we said it last time. It's It's Gilderoy Gilderoy Lockhart. Lockhart. Yay. It's you. Oh, is it me? It's you, boo. Okay. Well, we talked about little Sebastian a smudge, so I thought we could sing about Dumbledore in the form of Bye Bye Little Sebastian lyrics. What the heck is, <laughs> what is Little Sebastian? Little Sebastian? <laughs> what the French toast? <laughs> what the French toast you? It's what is from Little Parks Sebastian? and Rec. You haven't never seen it. it. <laughs> yeah, piebald. Oh <laughs> that's the type of that's the type of mare that I was think of another word. Oh. <laughs> Not an insult at all. A bald like pie, and I was like, "How is like a pie not okay?" You dumble window. If a pie is bald, that means that it doesn't have crumble top, or it doesn't Mm. have whipped cream. Mm. Mm -hmm. Cool whip. Cool whip. Oh my god! Up in wizard heaven, here's the thing: you trade your wand for angel wings. And once we've all said goodbye, you take a running leap and you learn to fly. Bye, bye, Wizard Dumbly. <laughs> when did you write this? I didn't. I just made it up right now looking at the lyrics. <laughs> Missed you in the saddest fashion. Bye bye, wizard Dumbly. Oh my god. You're 5,000 candles in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. Well, he ain't getting any better. Back to work. (laughs) All right. That concludes this week's episode. I'm sorry if you were sad. We had to make it happy. Otherwise, we would cry. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. (laughs) Amazing. Just my voice. Carabiner. The clippy thing. Carabiner. Yeah, that's what I said. I think no, I, think, I don't know what I said. No, he said carabiner. Biner. It's oh, carabiner. Beaner. Oh. You say biner. Beaner. Biner. Carabiner. Which one yeah. is it? Is it it's a bean, bean or not? It's a That's bean. That's so weird. That sounds dumb. I oh. like carabiner. Yeah, carabiner. <clears throat> All right, say it wrong then. Jesus. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> say carabiner. <laughs> carabiner. Carabiner. <laughs> 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 any deader. Back to work. Bye, Swisher.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.